Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land. Today, we are talking about hiring employees. It's like a hot topic that I get asked about a lot, and I feel like it's sort of like a weird slash hard question to answer. So I'm going to actually like go through a bunch of different options in terms of hiring employees and sort of some of my ideas for you, whether you have a brick and mortar, whether you have a mobile boutique, and whether you have an online boutique. Because I think that like your goals and your motivations behind hiring people in each of those modes of running your business are going to be a little bit different. So let's talk about that because I know that when you get to a certain point in your business, and maybe we just start off with this, like, when are you ready to hire employees? Because a lot of you guys are maybe thinking, oh, it's too soon, or oh my gosh, I should have done this so long ago. But like, you know, to me, I think that you want to hire employees when you have sort of two variables is like, one, when you're making a steady income, when you feel like your income has started to like be consistent, And when I say be consistent, like I don't necessarily want to put a number on that because the number is going to be different for everyone based on your, I guess, operating expenses and your situation, right? But it feels like as you're starting to get consistent income, that's when you want to start to hire help because I think the biggest sign in your business that you need help is that you've plateaued. So like you've been making X amount of income for three or four months, even like two months in a row, and you know that third month, like I'm totally going to hit my numbers again. I see that plateau level as being like, oh my gosh, you've got to hire some help because to bust through that plateau, you can't do it all yourself. And that's been a big thing for me is just also kind of realizing that I can't do it all myself. Like if you follow me, chances are you're pretty type A, like go-getter, high-achieving woman. And I think like a lot of us get very caught up in the idea that like, well, I can do that. Like, that's no big deal. I've got this. (laughs) When the actual like situation maybe is that you just don't need to be doing it anymore. (laughs) Like, I know you probably want to. I know you can. Like, you're obviously a capable woman. But like there comes a time when you just have to say like, I don't need to be doing all this. And maybe you're at a point where you're like, I really don't want to be doing this. (laughs) So let's get into talking about the types of employees uh, you want to start to consider hiring. Okay, so first up, I would say in terms of hiring employees is starting to think about virtual employees. So this I think could apply to anyone 
who has a business, has a boutique business, because hiring a virtual employee or like kind of contract to help is super doable these days. Now you're going to ask me like, how do I even start? Like, what am I going to give them? This like feels really weird. How do I like, I don't know this person, whatever. (laughs) What I will tell you is I hired my first like virtual employee like a year and a half ago. You may know her. Her name is Holly and she runs a lot of my social media. She runs a lot of my customer service. She coordinates my scheduling. She runs some of my like online business management stuff, like billing and and things like that. Um, And so if you have an online business, this is perfect for you. Starting to handle customer service, social media, things like that are something you can very easily give to a what would be called like a virtual assistant, a VA, or an OBM, which stands for online business manager. You definitely want to find someone that knows the boutique niche, okay? A lot of virtual assistants work with coaches, consultants, salespeople, things like that. But there are a lot who are starting to work with online boutiques. And I think that, you know, in general, this is an area where any boutique could also benefit, especially from like the social media manager. So that's like an SMM. <laughs> There's all these crazy acronyms for stuff, but social media manager, that is generally a role that would maybe fall under a virtual assistant or an online business manager, but also it could actually be like its own role, just social media management. And this is the person who helps you stay consistent on social media, right? I talk all the time about like, you've got to stay consistent, like consistent action equals consistent sales. And so having someone just sort of like have your back around this is very helpful. For me, it's been super helpful because we all know like you've got to continuously show up on social media. And so that's something that I passed off very early because I knew that my favorite way to show up on social media was video. Everything else I was like, oh, this is like, I just don't want to do it. Like I just having run the fashion truck business like completely and not ever passing anything off. I did pass some stuff off, but definitely not social. I never passed that off. Um, I knew going into this new business of consulting, like I did not want to build it like my last business where it was like basically all dependent on me and my energy. And so that was the first thing I outsourced was social media management. And then I started to build on with like customer service, billing, like business development stuff, things like that. So I found someone I really trusted, built the business relationship with her and it grew from there. So at the the end, I'm going to talk to you about how to find these people. Okay, We'll, we'll get there. So if you're an online business, you have brick and mortar or mobile, I think it's essential that the first person you start to think about hiring is a social media manager. That is someone who can take a lot of this stuff off your plate, okay? We know that the number one source of driving traffic to your website is social media, so just cover that. (laughs) Just like get it done. Have someone help you get that schedule down. The other person you can choose to hire either virtually or like in person, I would say like your second hire is probably either a bookkeeper or an accountant or like a, someone to help do your taxes. So um, I have someone who's like an enrolled agent with the IRS and she has a background in accounting and like CPA, but she mostly like does my taxes. I do a lot of my own bookkeeping because I like do it on an app and it's no big deal. Um, but bookkeeper, 
accountant, enrolled agent, something like that, you want to find someone who understands the business, understands um, a business that owns inventory and what that looks like and aging inventory and things like that. You also want to find someone who has a positive mindset around money and making money and spending money. Um, I find that like a lot of people that actually are like financial advisors and CPAs, like they tend to have like the worst money mindsets. And like, I apologize if that's you or your husband or whatever, but like, it's very true. <laughs> like I very rarely have found anyone in the financial services industry, like accounting industry that like is like, yeah, let's make money. Yeah, let's pay taxes. Like, let's get psyched about this. Like, it all seems to be, like, very dark and gloomy. Um, so I pray for you that you find someone. I've found someone that I like who helps me do my taxes, helps me stay on top of, like, making sure I do the estimated taxes, all that jazz. Um, but that's, like, a good second hire for you. If you're really new and you're not making a ton of money, like, that might be something you can hold off on a little bit. But once you're making five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month, like absolutely get someone on your corner to like help you deal with all that because you just don't want it to pile up. It's kind of can turn into a disaster like very quickly. Um, so that would be like kind of my second hire. Now, in terms of having an online business. Really, like, here's the thing is I think at some point you're going to want to hire in-person people. And I'm at this point, too, where I really want to get some people, like, kind of in my – I don't have an office, technically, but, like, in my space helping me, like, organize – stay on top of things, someone like in person who I can be like, hey, can you take this stuff to the post office? Like, hey, can you wrap those presents? Hey, can you like run a load of laundry? Now, like here's the deal is like there are, you don't want to cross too many lines with in-person people. So with in-person people, if you want to hire some sort of like temp or like part-time person, that might be something to ease you into like then getting someone full-time. So what I always say to do in terms of like what you need help with in hiring employees is like write down all the stuff that you don't like to do. Easy, right? I'm sure you have a list of that. Or let's say you're the type of person who's like, I can do everything, Emily. I'm so good at everything. Okay, that's cool. Got you, girl. Me too. Like, what do you not really feel like doing anymore? <laughs> like, what are what would you be okay with someone else doing, even if it was like 70 to 80% of the way you would do it? Because that's really like the issue with hiring people. Not the issue, but the thing you have to wrap your head around is knowing that no one's ever going to do it like you. They're never going to be just like you. But as long as they're like 70 to 80% of you, like your accuracy, your voice, your execution, then that's really good. <laughs> like that's really, really, really good. So I always say start to write down what are the things that you'd be cool having another person do 70 to 80% accuracy, all that stuff of what you would do. Those are the things that you want to start to figure out how to hire someone out. And again, like I think if you're in an online business, it would be great to hire someone to help you pack and ship great to help you uh, have someone photograph, upload photographs, um, start to really do some of that stuff so you can put yourself in a position of being a creative director. Like so in general, and this is for like all businesses, maybe I'm being a little bit disorganized, but 
That's okay. I'm going with my flow on this podcast episode, okay? So follow me. But here's the thing. I think for all of us, the goal is to sort of be at the top of the organization, right? So everyone's kind of below us. And I'm talking like an org chart situation, right? We're at the top. Okay. At the top, what are CEOs doing? What are brand directors doing? What are creative directors doing? That's what we should be striving to do and only do. Okay. Because here's the thing is you probably are sitting here thinking, well, but Emily, if I pass off all this stuff for other people to do, what am I going to do? And am I really going to be able to pay myself by just doing that? Here's what you need to know. One, you're still going to have a lot to do. (laughs) There's still plenty of higher level creative and organizational things that you're going to want to work on and that you're going to want to like spend your energy on. And two, yeah, you're going to make way more money, especially when you're hiring good, awesome people, because they're going to work for you and you'll have more time to like do the Facebook live. You'll have more time to like go out and network with people. You'll have more time to like find the influencers that you want to work with and like personally reach out to them, right? Like the thing is, is that we have to get you out of doing the everyday stuff because you need to be doing the higher level stuff. And I find that it's almost like a mindset block. And I find that I've been doing this around my wedding. So if you don't know, I've been like planning this wedding all summer or whatever, like all year, it feels like, (laughs) feels like 10 years, guys. If you've planned a wedding, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. But here's the thing. I find that when it comes down to the like detail work, I would much rather like do the craft project or like wrap the presents rather than like write out the wedding ceremony or like write out the timeline of the wedding day, right? Like the important things that like other people need to know. I'm like, "Mm, it'd be like way more fun to make these paper flowers (laughs) for the presents, right? And like, hello, Emily, that is like a huge mindset block. Like you've got to get the bigger stuff done first, right? So like in my mind, it's almost like, when I hire someone to do these like little, like, and I don't want to call them ditzy things, but like these little, like, you know, time sucky things that really are just like, not really what I should be focused on. When I have someone else doing it, then I can't do it. And I have to do the actual like important things that need to get done. Right. So like, do you feel me on this? Like, I think a lot of us, like, especially in boutiques, we're like, oh, we'll steam. Oh, we'll ticket things. You know, and, like, I get it. I think there's days and there's seasons that, like, you're going to be doing that, right? But, like, when you've reached a certain level in your business and I, like, hope if you're listening and you're not there yet, like, this is where I want you to go, you know? This is, like, the vision I see for you is, like, having people to do that stuff for you so, like, you're not caught up in it. Because really, like, to be a big brand, to be, like, a consistent business and to grow – you can't be steaming and ticketing. You can't be emailing every customer. You just, like, you just can't, you know? And I think, like, when you first set out, do you need to, like, put a little muscle and sweat equity into your business? Like, of course, okay? Like, I I mean, I've been an entrepreneur now for almost eight years. And, like, 100%, I've spent more than my share of days, like, sweating and hustling and doing all that. But, like, I've really reached this point and like I know there's some of you who are like on the brink of this who need to hear this so I'm gonna say this like there is a point where you need to say like I that's not for me anymore and I'm gonna do the higher level stuff and I remember like I remember having a boss at Henry Bendel and he was the CEO 
CEO president. I think it was called president. It was like interesting titles there. Okay. So he was like the president of the brand. And I remember him giving me these projects. Now I was like 25. Okay. So I was like still in the like, you're sweating for your money. Like, you know, like associate level position. And, and even like in a merchant level position, whatever, I was still in a position where like he would ask me to do things where it would be like, Emily, I need you to pack up 500 styles, ship them to this place for this presentation we have, you know? And it would take me like three days, like in a basement, like packing boxes. And like, here I am like running a business and having to like hit sales numbers and like really do this like very analytical work. But then like he'd pull me off of it and he'd be like, I really need you. You're the only person I trust, you know? And I'd be like, oh my God, okay, fine. And I'd like kind of bitch about it. But one time he actually said to me, he goes, you know, Emily, you know, like number one, you're the only person I trust to do this. And number two, like I've done this before. Like I would never ask you to do something I haven't done in my career myself. Right. And in that moment, I was like, okay, I feel you. Like this guy is like, could be my dad. You know, he's like my dad's age or whatever. And he's saying to me like, Emily, I've done this. I've been where you are. And I like respect you enough to say like, hey, I've been where you're at and look where I am now. And like, I wouldn't ask you to do this like kind of crappy work if I didn't trust you could do it right. And I didn't haven't done it myself. Right. And I was kind of like, oh man, yeah. All right. Okay, cool. And it kind of just like got me to calm down and settle. So I think like one of the things as you rise up as a leader, you can start to say to yourself and to like your employees, like, hey, like I've done this. Like I've been where you're at. Like I, you know, and and now I'm up, I'm not up here. I like, I hate that like up, down, subordinate, like talk. I don't like that. But like, I guess there's just like a certain place in your growth as a leader where you're able to like say to someone who's younger or less experienced, like, hey, I've, I've been in your shoes and like, thank you for your help. And like, I wouldn't ask you to do this if I hadn't done it myself, right? Like, that's kind of cool. So like, I want you to start to think about like, in what ways can you start to rise up as that leader? And that's really the conversation about hiring employees is what is the next step for you to rise up? And so in terms of like a part-time employee, starting to think about what do I need help with? Packing, shipping, you know, uploading things onto the website, um, cleaning the store. Like if you are at a certain, you know, money milestone in your business and you have a brick and mortar or mobile retail business and you're like sweeping and taking out trash and like doing this stuff, like, please, like, let's get you some help, right? Like, you know, the most important thing is that as a leader, you're taking care of yourself. And when you're doing that other stuff, like you just can't, right? So number one is like, let's start to think about who that part-time employee is for you to help physically in person so that you start to have some chill time, okay? And then lastly is like, let's start to manifest this full-time employee for you. So as you again, start to grow, let's start to think about who can work for you 40 hours a week, Okay, like that's big time. So 40 hours a week is like a big position, but I think that some of you are probably in that spot where you need that and you know it. Or maybe you have a full-time employee or people are leaving and coming in and out. Like let's get you a better full-time employee. Let's get you someone who you're jazzed about, who is jazzed to work for you. Who is this person? Okay, so in terms of manifesting a great employee, number one is that I want you to write down exactly what you want, not only this person to do, but how you want this person to be an act, right? So you want them to be responsible, like responsible enough to know when to lock up the store and know when to 
protect the inventory or right. Like what are the things that like you want this person to have within themselves, like either innately or learned that are going to help you and mirror the way you think and run your store. That's the stuff I want you to start to write down. Because listen, there are women and men who will come and work in your store, in your space, that 100% get you, 100% want to protect you, and 100% want your success just as much as you do, and who don't want to steal your ideas. Like this is something I get all the time. Well, Emily, I don't want to hire someone because I'm scared they'll steal all my ideas. Listen, like, you know starting a boutique is not easy, okay? If someone wants to come in and steal your ideas and go start their own thing, like, bless them, like, let them do their thing, right? But when you go into a relationship automatically thinking that and, like, sort of setting the stage for that, like, you're also setting yourself up kind of for disaster. So, again, like, let's focus on what it is that you want, not the things that you don't want, right? So, writing all of this down, like, to detail, okay? This is, like, how people also, like, manifest, like, loving relationships and, like, spouses. Like, they write down exactly what they want. It's the same situation, right? Write down exactly what you want. Have the mindset around what is it do I want in this employee and when do I want this employee to start and how much do I want them to work, da-da-da. I've had so many women do this. It works, okay? Don't, like, laugh at this. This legit works, okay? (laughs) And then the next spot is like, where are you going to advertise? Okay. So we've seen like a really big shift lately. Um, we, what I've been like hearing from a lot of women that I work with is that a lot of their like Im- best customers will be like, Hey, I want to work for you. I think it's kind of a conflict of interest unless you really truly think, Oh my gosh, this person cares so much and they really love me. And you know, I think this is me is a really good fit. I don't necessarily think it's always a good fit. What I would do is use things like Facebook Marketplace, local chambers, local small business associations, um, friends, family. Like, let's post this in many places so that you're getting sort of a wide variety. So, like, there's um, a store that I follow. She might even be listening. But today on my phone, it popped up, hey – this boutique just posted a job. And I so I like follow her page and she posted in Facebook Marketplace that they're looking for a job and it popped right up. So, you know, that's the thing is like people are getting alerts through the Facebook Marketplace for a new job. So I think it's a really nice place to post um, where you might get some outside people. And I think that's the other thing is kind of believing that there are people that you don't know, you can't see, you don't know where they're going to come from to come and work for you. A bit of, I think getting the right employees to work for you is believing that the right people are coming to you. So like even for me in hiring Holly, I literally took all these steps. I wrote down the type of person I wanted to work with. I wrote down um, what I needed her help with or his help with. And then I sort of sat back and literally I think I commented on some post in a group about someone posted about virtual assistants. And Holly was the only person to reach out to me. Like there was so many V like virtual assistants, like troll, like not trolling that thread, but like keeping their eye on that thread. And like Holly just literally sent me a DM and was like, hey, like I saw you're looking for a virtual assistant. Like I'm starting my company and like I would love to talk to you about like what I can offer. And I got on the phone and I was like, oh my gosh, I really like this woman. Like she's totally, yes, like she's a high achiever. She gets it. Like she wants to work hard, like all that jazz, right? And so I think that for you, believing that someone good is coming your way is really important in all of this. And that kind of goes for any kind of employee. So 
All right. I hope that you have gotten some great ideas about how to hire employees. I hope you feel inspired to go out and maybe hire some employees, even if it is just that like social media manager position. Um, I didn't want to talk in this episode about like how much to pay them and, um, you know, how to hire them on because that's really like a conversation depending on the state that you're in, the county that you're in, and with your like accountant or someone who can advise you on like how to hire them. Most people do contractors sometimes if you're, you know, it it just totally depends on how you're set up as a business. So I don't feel comfortable advising you guys on that. So I want to encourage you to reach out to other local businesses and or your accountant or bookkeeper and sort of ask their advice on, on how to pay them, what to pay them. Um, because I think it's going to be really different for everyone listening. And I don't, really feel comfortable giving that advice to all of you in a blanket statement. Um, So just being honest as always. So I hope you've gotten a lot from this. I can't wait to talk to you on the next episode of the podcast. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget... Head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more.